Carolina Wolfpack Nation, thank you so much for again for tuning back in here for part two of our discussion here. Again, not necessarily having a you know a, 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 again a topic here per se that we're talking about, but really just wanted to kind of talk a little bit in terms of our you know how we how we grew our fandom uh, from from the beginning times uh, for NC State. Um, some of our favorite moments from the history, which kind of helped grow our fandom from NC State as well. Um, and we also too shared uh, a uh, an awesome story as well about a, about a, one of our followers' fandom as well. So if you haven't checked out part one yet, make sure to go. Give that a follow. Check that out first. Um, and also to make sure to as well hit that subscribe button again. Hey, it's free to do. And also to make sure that you don't miss out whenever we release new content and also to whenever we do any of our live streaming content as well. And uh, make sure as well to also give us a follow Tuffy Talk Now on Twitter, Instagram. Also to make sure to please help us and hit that like button so that way more state fans uh, are able to see this content. Um, so kind of taking a look back as well. So, uh, um, you know, I know that Michael, you said that you'd worked some, some, uh, Mark Gottfried, uh, camps as well on one of the Keats camps. And, uh, um, so, you know, and you said that you were even a referee for, you know, you had to referee some games as well. So, um, you know, do, when you were working as, you know, you know, kind of the inside a little bit there, was it, you know, was it an experience that kind of helped you kind of understand a little bit more? about kind of how the nuts and bolts work from from the inside because that's one of the things I'll, I'll definitely say that during my time working as equipment manager it gave me a lot of insight in terms of you know what do you know the normal outside fans not see like you know in terms of what these players go through what these coaches go through these staff goes through it's ridiculous you know yeah no it, 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 you're spot on i mean it's it's like uh, i really you know even though it was mark Godfrey and Kevin Keats's camps like they they really weren't there all that much they'd you know maybe show up in the morning talk to the kids and maybe show up one more time in the afternoon uh before they left yeah um but it's yeah, yeah. it was pretty much run by a whole bunch of other people um yeah. you know the basketball director of basketball operations um forget his name now which is bad but he, you know, he was one pretty much coordinating everything with the, mm-hmm. with the student managers and, and, mm-hmm. and really there, like you said, there's just a whole bunch of people involved behind the scenes to make um, yep. any, any type of athletic program work. Absolutely. Well, and, and cause again, that's one thing which I, I, I want to make a statement here on it by saying that, that if there was no equipment staff, if there is no training staff, if there is no operation staff, there is no team. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, there, there's, there's so many things that go into a college football game, into a college basketball game, even that fans don't even think about that. You know, you think from an equipment staff perspective, especially if you haven't been a part of equipment staff, really seen how they work, you just think, oh, well, you know, they just, you know, they make the guys look good. But then they too, it's not only about, you know, protection as well in terms of, but also to organizing, you know, uh, you know, cleaning as well, you know, making sure everything's ready to go, make sure everything looks good, you know, because obviously, um, you know, football helmets specifically, they get scratched up, they get marked mm-hmm. up. And then they, you know, we can't have a helmet like for like, you know, like Drake Thomas or, or, or Tanner Ingle out there with all these black scratches and all the jazz, all the helmet, like it takes some time, you know, to clean those things up. And so that's one helmet. Yeah. And then you got, you know, a hundred and, 19 other helmets to clean on top of it, you know? So, uh, so, I mean, and again, that's just the helmets on top of, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, players, you know, getting injured, so they need to add something to their equipment or whether it's, they want to make a change to their you know, shoulder pads, whatever it is. There's a lot of work that goes into it from equipment staff. And then on top of you're having to 
like country says, like he always has to think like two, three years ahead. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether it's, uh, uh, or, or ordering equipment, uh, um, whether it's, uh, talk, you know, talking about, you know, new alternate uniforms, things like that. So not only have to think ahead, but also you have to think ahead in terms of like, you know, the away game coming up, you know, you have to pack trunks, you have to make sure all that's ready. So there's so much that goes into it from even just from equipment side, which I know because that's where I came from. Um, but again, I mean, you add that into operations, you know, whether it's, you know, getting hotels ready, whether it's, um, you know, getting transportation ready, you have to work with the local, um, authorities because, you know, we have to get, um, uh, you know, police escorts, you know, to and from all of our, you know, whether it's from the airport to the hotel, from the hotel to the game, whatever it is. Right. Um, so, uh, and cause one thing I'll say as well, which is kind of a funny thing is that, uh, you know, when I, when I was hired, uh, hired, um, to work for NC State football equipment, uh, country would tell me that, that we work towards bowl games, like, like, like bowl games are, are where we have fun. And that is mm-hmm. where we, you know, that is what we work towards. And I'll tell you right now in the country, I, I, I hope you're listening to this, but I did not look forward to bowl games, it, it, but really, really in, in the big picture <laughs> of it, because holy smokes, it was a lot That's of lot, work. Yeah. It was so much work. It was crazy, which I mean, so yeah, I mean, like, like there were times like, you know, the small percentages where, yeah, there were some really fun times, like, you know, where you got to go out, you know, at nights and go hang out at the town. And, uh, um, you know, like obviously the bowl game itself is really cool. Uh, you know, going to see some of the events, things like that, but that's only like, you know, a couple percentages of the entire bowl game experience, which for me, you know, for most of pretty much the entire equipment staff was a lot of work because, you know, uh, cause one thing as well, which I want to, were my fans as well is that so basically up until two a day or two before the bowl game starts we have practices and so most of the time we have to set up these uh practice locker rooms usually in like a ballroom of the hotel room yeah and yeah. so so basically you're having to set up an entire locker room in a ballroom so you have to have all the chairs lined up you have to put all the bags out have all the equipment set up have all the training tables you know equipment tables mm-hmm. whatever it may be at wherever it needs to be then you have to pack it all up and move it to the actual locker room for the game. <laughs> and then once the game gets done, then you have to pack that all up and then go home. So again, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. And also too, not only on uh, getting the, uh, the, the locker room ready, but also to getting the hotel ready because you have to, um, get, you know, cause you have to get all the, uh, all the hotel rooms ready. You know, like we help operations getting all the hotel rooms ready, get them all organized and ready for the players and the coaches and the, uh, coaches' families and all that, that all that jazz to get there, um, and then also too, we have to go get the practice field ready because we bring all our practice stuff with us. Um, yeah. So like all of our judge machines, all of our blocking, uh, you know, bags, all of your, you know, all that jazz. And so we have to go to the practice field and get all get that all stuff ready and jazz as well. And then, um, so again, it's just it's that's a lot. It's a lot and, of work. And, so and that's why you couldn't just. You know, this season with the Holiday Bowl, you couldn't just <clears throat> call up another team and say, "Come, yeah. hey, come out and play us." Come out and play us. So yeah, it takes yeah. a lot. It takes a lot, and so and and again too. I mean, I I feel for the equipment staff and for all the staff that put all this work in. You know, but I mean, obviously the players as well. There's no doubt because they put yeah. hours in. They took time away from their families, um, as well. But again, I even want to put a huge shout out to the operations staff, the equipment staff, and the training staff that you know did all this time. Um, also too, preparing, thinking, uh, spending time away for that result that you did all this work for to not even take place, you know? So yeah. it, it's, it, it's so, uh, but, um, yeah, so it, it was a lot, but, um, you know, so, so let me ask as well, cause you know, obviously one, one, uh, 
team in specific that I'm sure will always bring up maybe some stories and maybe we'll, we'll bring some stories to mind. UNC down the road. I mean, I know for me, I, I have a couple of stories off the top of my head that, that come to mind, you know, that are, uh, that, that I always think of when it comes to UNC now. The one thing which I will say is that in terms of any cuss words or any, any of that jazz which were involved in any of those stories cannot be shared here on Tuffy Talk. <laughs> but if there are any PG versions of any stories which, which you can think of, Greg or Michael, I would love to hear them. I mean, I wish I had a story for Carolina. I, I, really? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Cause obviously that's where my leg okay. happened. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> um, so, so funny story. My license plate, I have an NC state license plate issued by the Virginia DMV and it is mm-hmm. H as in hotel eight UNC. So my license plate says hate UNC. Nice. Um, <laughs> and I actually saw my brother from another mother. His was UNC hate. And so he actually lives in Northern Virginia too. So I was like, nice. that's my, that's my plate. So like, we always like, we'll, every time we'll see each other, we'll throw some wolves up. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's really my big one for, for UNC. Yeah, my license plate is, it runs, it runs deep. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Of course, you know, the leg, the leg story. Um, a few years ago, we went to the, we, we actually went to Chapel Hill. The first time I'd actually ever been to Keenan. Um, that was when really? uh, Reggie uh, scored the winning touchdown in overtime. And then the brawl happened in the end zone right after yeah. that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So that one was, um, yeah. But I, you know, honestly, I've never, I was just thinking about this like this year we've i've never been to a unc basketball game um really yeah never been mm-hmm. to unc or duke um uh, mm-hmm. but actually i'm going to go this year to, to the unc game so obviously we don't we're living in northern virginia we only come down for the, for the weekend games so mm-hmm. um unless it falls on a weekend we don't normally make it so yeah. it's like the first time yeah. unc is gonna be on a weekend in a, in a while um, they usually yeah. typically are in the middle of the week at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. By the way, I hate nine o'clock tips. That's like the worst, yeah. worst time ever for a basketball game. Um, yeah. But yeah, those are probably my few UNC stories that I got. Yeah, Michael, you got any for us? And don't be, yeah. don't be, you know, if you say no, don't worry about no, it. No, I got, I, I got plenty. <laughs> I mean, I remember, <laughs> like, yeah, like, not so much in football until like Russell Wilson. And he he pretty much dominated Carolina, which was awesome. Um, <clears throat> but in basketball, just like losing to them every single year, just twice a year, and then that mm-hmm. one year Sydney Lowe won, that was awesome. And mm-hmm. then um, you know over the last couple of years we've been more successful, which is good to see. Um, yeah. The football game in Keenan that. Greg, you mentioned I was at that game too. That was an awesome game. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, well, I mean, I know we're talking about Carolina, but also I have plenty of Duke stories too. I was at um, both the well, how am I? I was at two of the three court stormings. One is a student, one is just a fan. When we beat Duke at home, um, mm-hmm. and then I was also at. I've t- I think I've talked about it before the the game in 2017 in Cameron indoor. I had a friend who was um, at Duke and he got me and another one of my friends from state into the Cameron crazy section. And, but he was Mm -hmm. like, you guys have to wear blue if you want to get in. Like they won't let you in if you're wearing anything other. So we, we just wore like blue shirts and got in, but we're still cheering for NC state. And that's that's one of my favorite memories because that was the first time we won in Cameron in years. But did we though? 
What do you mean? Oh, technically, it never happens. You're right. Never happened, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about, Mike? That's true. Well, uh, in, our, in, our, in, our, in our minds, it always happened, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I no, still got the happened. ticket from that game, no, that's awesome. and I have that's and I have the yes. um, they're like chant cheat sheet actually because oh, they yeah, hand yeah, out to the cool. students i still have that that's I cool. it's in the room i should have brought it I yeah forgot about that. before we continue i want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor flatlands dress up insurance group that has your whole world covered with agents in five offices throughout eastern north carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need offering policies for home and auto recreational vehicles commercial crop health life and employee benefits they are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. See, yeah. see that's the thing is that like, is that I, I think that like, like for us, like for example, like, like we, we, I don't like using the word hate. You know, my mother always taught me to not use the word hate. But, but I really, really, we all really, 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 really don't like UNC. And so, but, but I think for Duke, it's like, yeah, we don't really, we don't like Duke, but it's like a, it's like a respect there. You know, it's, it's like, you know, for the most part, for most state fans, I'm sure there are some state fans are really actually do not like, like Duke at all. But, you know, like for, like for me, like I've all, I would, I would definitely love to go to Cameron Indoor Stadium just because, I mean, I feel like for any sports fan in general, it's like you got to go because then they, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. It, there's no doubt it's one of the premier experiences in sports, period. Like, you know, it's, it's got to be. And and so, like, you know, it, it, but obviously right now with Coach K being there, it's way too expensive for my pocketbook. Yeah. Um, you know, even year. for any kind of non-conference game, it's still way too expensive. Well, so I definitely love so to get small, there. Too. It's so small. It's so crazy. It's really hard. It's, really, it's like trying to get tickets for dope baseball, you know, for state yeah. baseball. It's right. Like, it's just really hard. But, I mean, it's it's – it's beautiful though. Again, I mean, it's such a beautiful stadium though, really, or, or arena, whatever it is. Um, yeah. But now, it is yeah. right <laughs> now. Now the Dean Dome, uh, you know, is a different story. First of all, parking there is atrocious, uh, to say the least. Um, but also to, uh, so both times which I went, both uh, one was for a state game, one was when they played Miami, actually during the same year. I think it was back in twenty nineteen. Uh, um, both times we went, we sat in the upper sections. And for those who have, have not been there or haven't sat in the upper sections, it is literally like walking like straight up, like a, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's literally like walking straight up. I mean, seriously, those, those stairs go straight up. So it, it is a hike walking up those steps to, to in the Dean Dem. Um, but also, too, one of the annoyances as well is that so in 2019, when we lost at UNC, so I went with my wife. And so things weren't looking well. So I was like, Hey, let's go and get out of here. You know, you know, before, you know, fans get out of here or whatever. So we took the bus, um, from one of the villages, uh, nearby where we had dinner and we just left the car there and we took the bus from there to, to the Dean Dome. And well, so for those state fans who haven't been to a game or don't know this, uh, the buses don't run until the clock hits zero. So meaning, so we literally got out there and we literally got on the you bus and we literally there. had to sit there on the bus until the game ended. And I can't even tell you how many times I was literally sitting there going, can we walk there? I was like, that seems like kind of a little bit of a walk, but can we walk there? But I was like, oh, we can't do that. It's, it's cold out here. It's like, no, it's way too yeah. long. So, so we literally waited there until basically the game hit zero and enough fans came out for the buses to start moving. So that was like, 
like an extra, like just stab in the heart, you know, for all of us state fans mm-hmm. that we had to lose that game. We had to basically <laughs> wait there for, for fans to join us to, to leave. Um, oh, so, I would uh, pay the premium but, Uber price. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no kidding. <laughs> have done that Get too. the heck out of Dodge. Um, so, so, but here, so let me tell you guys one of my favorite U, uh, UNC stories. Well, actually, I got two of them, actually, but I'll give you my favorite one first. Um, so I, I'm sure a lot of my close fans have, have heard this as well, but I'll share this. So back in 2014, so I, this is my second year as a football equipment manager. And so it was actually in 20, so, so yeah, 2014. Uh, so that year and starting that year and basically over the next two years, I was basically the visiting team side ball boy. So meaning that I was the ball boy on the visiting team sidelines, which was very cool. Cause you know, you got to, you know, you know, yeah. obviously you had to be, you got to be beside, you know, like, you know, I was actually able to stand beside guys like Jimbo Fisher, Dabo Swinney and actually Dabo. And I actually have this really funny picture where Dabo's kind of doing this like, like gesture. And I'm just like looking at him like this, like, you know, trying to see what he's doing, but it just looks hilarious. Um, and, uh, you know, like, you know, I actually, uh, like Sammy Watkins, he actually almost ran me over <laughs> one time as well. So that was kind of <laughs> cool. Um, but, uh, also too, so 2014, we played at Carolina and it was before the UNC team ran out of the, ran out of the, uh, a tunnel. And so me and, and my partner, we were standing at like 25, 30 yard line, give or take on the UNC side, UNC tunnel side of the field. And we were just standing there waiting for, you know, things to start rolling and all that jazz so we can get in position. And Marquise Williams, who's a, uh, who's the quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, was walking out because he was one of the captains with one of the offensive linemen who was also, uh, the captain. And so they were walking down the side, UNC sideline, walking to the 50 yard line. And so at one point I look his way and him and I make eye contact. And so, and then like we just kind of held eye contact. So he kept walking, you know, towards, you know, basically to cross my face and he just, we just kept on having eye contact. Well, so at one point, uh, once he started getting close, I just started going, Hey, what's up, Mark? What's up, bro? What's up? Like, you know, just like, you know, like, what's up, bro? Like, you know, how's, how's going, you know, all that jazz. And, uh, and literally like, as he, like, after he crossed me, he literally turned around to keep like staring at me and like, you know, like it was kind of like, not necessarily like a, I'm going to beat you up. Like it was like a, like serious, you know, stare, you know what I mean? And, uh, and so at some point, and then eventually he turned back around and went to the 50 yard line on all the jazz. Well, so, you know, for all the, I, I know every state fan knows how that game went for him, unfortunately, which, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he got the crap beat off. He got the crap yeah. beat off in that game. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so it was actually, and so the funny thing is that, um, UNC got the ball to start for the sex for the second half, if I'm not mistaken. And so I was uh, standing in front of the UNC offense because basically we kick off with our ball. If I have to go get our ball after the kickoff for the UNC football to get thrown in. Um, and uh, so I, and then, so I'm waiting there and then all of a sudden Mark Weiss or well, I didn't know it was Mark Weiss at the time, but somebody had gone, Basically hit me right on my shoulder. And of course, you know, when you're standing on the visiting team sideline and you feel, uh, you immediately go, yeah. Oh my God, am I about to get beat up? Oh, no. What's going on? <laughs> and I turn around and it's Marquise and he goes, and so for anybody who hasn't heard Marquise talk before, he's a very big guy that has a higher voice than you expect, uh, which is, I've always got a big, you know, laugh out. Of, but you know, he was, he was, he was like, so he tapped me. So he went like that. He's like, Hey man, so you know I was just messing with you earlier, right? And I was like, I mean, I wasn't really sure, man. We were into a stare off there, and he was like, Oh yeah, no, man, we're just here to have a good time, man, you know. And uh, so, so that was that was always really funny. Well, so to kind of add on to that, so in 2015 they came to state, 
And same thing, I was on the visiting sideline. And so, you know, unfortunately, I, so going into that game, the one thing I was, I was thinking about was, man, I need to go, you know, say hey to Marquise again, you know, just because, I mean, you know, we had such an epic, you know, story mm-hmm. from the year before. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't, you know, know that it was going to start off as shaky as it did, where basically, I mean, UNC, I think, got up like 14 or 21 nothing on us, like with like yeah. without even blinking an eye. But I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm going to go do it anyway. And so at one point, Marquise comes off the sidelines. He puts his helmet on on one of the, the on the bleachers, or whatever. And I go over to him. Mar- Marquise sounds like, "Hey, Marquise, I don't know if you remember me, but last year we had one of the most epic stare-offs in college football history last year, and uh, I still remember it. I wanted to come over and say, hey. And he was like, hey, man, of course I remember you, man. How you doing, man? I hope you're doing well.' And and so That's we funny. actually get into chatting. Well, so the funny thing that happened, I didn't know at the time, was ESPN. I think that game was on ESPN. And one of the ESPN cameras actually got us talking on TV. And so I still remember like, you know, like, uh, like all my family giving me crap going, why are you talking to the enemy? They're whooping our butt right now. You're there talking to yeah. them. And, and I'm like, and, 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 and I mean, you know, obviously once I told them the story, like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, it was just me just like, well, I'm just going to be like, hi, Marquise, how you doing? Like, you know, my name's yeah. like, no, like, you know, just like a, Hey, like, like this was really cool Please. last year. And I wanted to say, Hey, and so, uh, um so anyway so that was that was that was That's, that was my one epic story of, uh, for mm-hmm. for UNC on top of probably um you know I mean there there were times like so like for for for, for like lower level schools like for example like if like Richmond ever came to town and we played them or like Old Dominion uh they wouldn't have enough equipment staff to have ball boys so meaning that we would actually have to be their ball boys for them yeah and so i mean i, I will say i mean there were times where you know we've accidentally thrown in the wrong football whatever it may be which was which was always kind of you know not funny at the time because holy smokes we heard it but um uh, but yeah so you know but you know, obviously, you know, things were fine. Didn't really go off of that really big deal. But anyway, um, so that's kind of my one big story. But um, anyway, so so I guess uh, the the one other thing as well is so uh, you know we're kind of rolling into end here of our second part here. So so Michael, I'll kind of ask you this. So over your so if you had to describe a state fan in three words, Michael, what would you say? If you had to describe fan, what it takes to be a state fan in three words. Um, or or describe them to me. Passionate. Uh, yeah, have some thick skin, yeah. and at least for right now, you got to be very patient. <laughs> we've had <laughs> we've had some yeah sustained success before, and and it feels like we're getting back there with football. Hopefully, basketball can follow up. Yeah. Um, yep. and obviously all the other sports. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're doing yep. well in that I've just, you know, yep. it just takes time. Okay. So passionate, thick skinned and, and, uh, patient. So great. Do you, do you, I mean, do you have a three and you can even, you know, maybe just, you know, just use, you can use those exact same three say, Michael, you got it dead on even if you'd like <laughs> as well. Yeah. So, so I actually thought two of those, right. Patient was one of the first ones. Uh, passion yeah. was another one. Uh, if I go with maybe my own on the third, uh, just crazy. I mean, we have to be crazy to To be a state fan, to be a state fan. Right. And and Mm -hmm. my dad and I were actually talking about this probably about a month ago, you know, back in the, like the seventies, we had so many state fans, like those were people that didn't even go to state. Right. 
And I think even into the early 80s when we had the success with Jimmy B, somewhere in the right. mid 80s that changed, right? Like state fans became like you went to state. Like th- th- those mm-hmm. were the only fans that were around. I mean, there, there, there's some yeah. one-offs, obviously, like myself. But now it's like mostly state fans, I would say, or people that went to that school. Um, just because we haven't yeah. had the success, right? Because success right. always brings out fans. So I think yeah. you have to be crazy to just keep doing the same thing year after year and keep coming back. And that's the one thing. Oh, you know what? Loyal. That would be the other word that I would say, loyal. We're yeah. probably the most loyal yeah. fan base you'll see. Um, even in the yeah. years that we were lean with O'Brien, I mean, we, we still had 52, 53, 54,000 and a 57,000 seat stadium. Um, I mean, we come out, we support our team. Um, but yeah, I think those were, that would be the extra one that I would add on would be loyal. Yeah. Well, I, and I mean, especially too, because I mean, it's been, you know, like 25 years since we've won yeah. a major championship of any sort. And so, I mean, you know, for us to not only stay loyal, stay crazy, but also to even to still have our teams back. Cause you know, obviously there's other teams around, you know, the triangle area that'll be like, you know, yeah. what, what smack do you have to talk about? And it's like, Hey, listen, we beat you 34 30 at the end of the day. It's like, you know, <laughs> no matter championships, we beat you. Like last you know, time, yeah, last time or, we played or, 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 or we're not your rival. Like, I mean, how many times do you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not your rival. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of yeah. here. Yeah. No, come on. So, all right, guys. Well, hey, this has been fun. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Thank you all so much again for tuning in to this fun conversation here. Again, make sure, again, if you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Again, it's free to do and really helps support us. And also make sure it doesn't, uh, you don't miss out on any of our new NC State content. Uh, give this video a like so more NC State fans can see this content through YouTube. And also, too, uh, make sure to give us a follow Tuffy Talk now if you haven't already. We've got a lot of exciting plans here coming up. A lot of exciting people that we're bringing on here for for interviews, previews, you name it. So uh, can't necessarily get into details yet, but I will definitely say you will not want to miss out. So make sure to, to to stick with us so you don't miss out on those awesome new episodes coming up here in the near future. But hey, with that being said, as always, good pack, y'all.